Welcome back inside season three of Trash Chatter. I'm your host, Victoria Conway, and today I'm pleased to be joined by RJ Miller out of Southern New Jersey. Supreme Bins is the name of his company. RJ, how are you? Good, Victoria. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for taking some time to join us today. I know you had a busy schedule. Yeah, it's uh, kind of winding down towards you know wintertime and focus on uh, our commercial end, and then we'll pick back up our residential side in March. Really excited to get into some of your commercial accounts as well as what you've done in your first couple of seasons in business. But before we get into it, RJ, what event led you to start Supreme Bins? For the longest time, I wanted to do something um, on my own um, just to provide more of like, you know, something I feel you know good about doing. Not that I, my last previous job wasn't, I just, it just wasn't giving me what I needed, I guess, out of life or um, just my day-to-day, you know, things I was doing. And being in a public uh, public works department, we did various things as far as trash removal, brush recycling, uh, water and sewer treatment, um, parks and recs. And I would notice all the time when I was on a trash route, you know, how disgusting these these cans. It just it just blew my mind that people won't even bring them back to their house. They would leave them on the curb because they didn't want to touch them. Um, and then you know they expected us to pick them up, um, you know, and empty them which, uh, you know, some, somewhere borderline, um, make you want to vomit when you want to pick them up. So it, it, it kind of like put an idea in my head, you know, about a, a cleaning service, but it, it just never hit like until I actually seen it on Instagram one day, it never occurred that it was already a thing, um, or, you know, exactly how the operation would go. And when I seen, um, something scroll by on my Instagram page, I'm like that there's no way that's a thing. And uh, I did some more research. I tried reaching out to the company. I think they were located in Delaware. And um, I didn't hear any response back. So uh, I did some more, you know, digging and research to what I can find. And that's when I found Sparkling Bins. And um, I reached out to John Conway. Uh, I was impressed with, you know, how, you know, available he was, um, you know, given the stakes of, you know, owning such a large company and, you know, constantly working around the clock to get these rigs out. Um, you know, at the time I didn't know like how busy and how things worked. And he spent about 45 minutes with me on the phone. Um, just sounded really passionate and knowledgeable about the industry. Um, I wasn't quite sold. Um, I slept on it probably for a couple months. Um, I think I reached out to you a couple times about, you know, other companies that started up and, um, two of them in particular that I talked to was, uh, C-Max and, um, uh, his story was just incredible um, out there in uh, California. And then the other one, uh, Mighty Clean Cans, Marco. Um, his story, I just uh, kind of lived a similar situation uh, work-wise. Um, and we just, I felt like uh, you know, I could c- connect with him or relate you know, to what, how he started. And um, it kind of just gave me some motivation and it kind of inspired me to like, you know, I can do this. Um, and that's when I, you know, decided to make the trip down to Miami, uh, on a Saturday morning. Um, I couldn't get there on Friday to meet you guys traffic. Um, so John was kind enough to, you know, meet me on Friday, uh, Saturday morning. And we spent a few hours there talking, showing me the shop. Um, and he didn't once try to like sell me anything. And that's what, um, that's what I really took away from it is, is just everything. The business sold itself to me. Um, and, just his knowledge and his passion just made me feel like comfortable 
and then you know COVID happened and then um you know some delays but we we wound up getting started you know first week in june and haven't looked back since i remember i think it was about two years ago almost in january when you really moved forward with the business venture and like you mentioned some COVID delays and there's a lot of businesses that launched in the middle of the pandemic but especially for you this being your first business that you were going to own that having the stress of some delays and then also just the uncertainty that COVID brought for everyone. What was that like launching your business during such unprecedented times? So I initially was going to try to make both jobs work. You know, John stressed about having, you know, capital, not obviously quitting your full-time job. Um, so this particular job, I spent a lot of time, um, you know, away from the family during the, the nights during the snowstorms, cause you know, in public works, you got to plow, salt the roads. Um, so I was never there for, you know, my kids to really take them, you know, snowboarding or sledding, um, a little young for snowboarding, but just to play in the snow. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the on calls throughout the year, throughout the week, um, just took up a lot of my family time. And I wasn't being compensated, I felt like fairly. Um, I educated myself. I got certified in different water and sewer uh, licenses, um, and it just was too political. They, you know, they told me, "Hey, you can move up um, once you get X, Y, and Z." Um, you know, I obtained those licenses, and um, you know, they they didn't hold up to their word. Um, we were in the middle of a contract. Um, they changed the contract to make it harder to move up. So I was just seeing like no room for growth or limited room for growth. And, you know, working for, you know, the government, um, it's really the benefits that people, you know, work for them, not, not so much the salary. Um, so, and I had a landscape job, you know, working two jobs, um, just to, you know, supplement some more income. And, um, there was just no way that I could do to, you know, this and the new business, you know, I, uh, I made a decision to, you know, put in, I gave him three weeks notice left on great terms. Um, and I know John wasn't really highly recommended of doing that, but I just needed to just dive, dive in, um, dive in it and just, just hit the ground running and just don't look back. And I feel like when I put that kind of pressure on myself, um, I tend to do pretty well. Um, we also found out, you know, shortly after I left that my wife was, uh, pregnant. So it was like a whole nother, uh, you know, it was a whole nother fast pitch. And, um, you know, we just, we just told each other, we sat down and it's like, look, it's going to be hard for at least the first two, three years. Um, you know, we'll probably have some great times, but there will be some very hard times. Um, but as long as we're willing to, you know, work through those and communicate, um, we, we can make it work and it'll be worth it in the end. And, um, that's kind of where, what we've been trying to stick to. I mean, it's definitely been hard sometimes, but, um, I found myself being able to, you know, and create my own schedule, but also still making sure that, you know, the work gets done when it needs to be done. Um, so it, it's been, it's been a fun ride, but, you know, very stressful um, and exhausting as well. Well, I know for you how important it is to be an active part of your kid's life. So it's awesome to see that you've been able to develop that type of balance where you obviously can still work, but still make it to flag football and keep up with sledding as well. I know I'm sure that they're excited about that too. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, he, we have a couple, uh, you know, Pocono trips planned, uh, in February. Uh, and you know, I'm more active with him in the sports, um, 
it's just they, they grow up so fast, you know, and people have always told me, oh, your kids grow up so fast, you know, spend the time with them. And you don't really realize it until you actually see it. And I've been fortunate enough to be able to, to see it and also, you know, take a step back and enjoy the moments. Um, I've never had a problem being able to make money. Um, I know this business needs to, you know, kind of be hands on all the time. But there are times where you can take a, you know, a step back and enjoy you know, the moments, um, because they don't last. And, you know, before you know it, you know, my kid will be 10, 12, not wanting to hang out. Um, so <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes it pulls on my heartstrings, but, um, cause I, I do want to take this business as far as I can go. But at the same time, I have three kids that, you know, that's the most important thing. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys have been able to kind of develop a balance and for you, RJ, you have a single bin trailer, which sometimes when people hear that, they think, okay, just residential. But you especially, I mean, I've seen the videos, I've seen you on the Facebook threads. You definitely take care of commercial accounts as well. Can you tell us a little bit about your first experience when you were trying to clean a dumpster with your single bin trailer and how you've probably improved over the last couple of years getting more acquainted with it? Oh, absolutely. So it's funny, um, my first uh, commercial job came in December when we were, you know, closing down for the winter. Um, High Rise reached out to me and they had about 14 dumpsters, uh, two yarders. It's um, plenty. I was happy with two yarders, you know, figure we start small and, you know, I have never done them before. So um, we go there, we check them out, you know, we agree on a price. We, uh, you know, agree on a reoccurring schedule. And um, so he wanted to kind of watch how, how it's done. And I, I warned him, I said, listen, you know, this is our first time um, doing dumpsters. I said, um, I guarantee you'll be more than satisfied, you know, and happy with the results. Um, so I said, uh, you know, just give me some space. I don't want you all, you know, it's, it's high pressure, it's hot water, you know. Um, I didn't even wear safety glasses. I didn't wear a mask. Um, didn't have a face shield. It was just, you know, had jacket and some like waterproof pants on. I jump in the dumpster, I'm scraping, I'm scraping, spraying down. And I thought maybe, you know, trying to figure out which, which best way is to, you know, spray the water up or down or side to side to start with. Um, I learned real quick. Um, as soon as the dumpster started filling up and I aimed the wand down just a little bit too far into the water and everything just, uh, I just wore it off. It wasn't even about just being wet. Um, it was just like nasty dumpster juice, grime, um, I went into my truck, you know, wiped my face. I looked for a mask at that point. The only thing I could find was my wife's um, mask that she went to a baby shower. Um, and it was like, oh boy, you know, baby shower or something similar like that on, on the, uh, the mask there. And I wound up wearing it. It was really small. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was trying to look for the picture to, to show. But um, I think I've since then threw it out because of how gross it was afterwards. Um but yeah, it was definitely a learning experience. And, and now uh, I can do dumpsters, any dumpster within a half hour. You know, I mean, that sounds like a long time, but, you know, starting from like an hour and 20 minutes for one, um, I got a pretty good rhythm down and they're more than satisfied with it. And it's important to note, you're doing this with a sludge sucker. So it's manual. You're not doing it lifting the dumpster. So that's an, that's an incredible number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously it's a maintenance, but you know, at this point for me, so I can take 30 minutes to do it or a little bit less. 
and even new ones, I, I know which ways work best for me. Um, it may not work best for somebody else, but I also take a lot of pride. So I make sure that I get a, almost everything out, you know, the gum, you know, the stuff that's stuck to there, the, the grime that's just like caked on there. You know, I take my shovel, I sharpen it up. Um, you know, I, I scrape, you know, as much as I can. And, but I set my expectations with them and, and they are full aware, fully aware of, you know, how it's going to look or how it should look when I'm finished. Um, and, and they are more than ecstatic when I'm done because they didn't expect it to be like I said, it was going to be in the beginning, but you know, not every dumpster is the same. So, you know, this particular dumpsters were about five years old. The other ones I've done were about 10. So, um, you know, 10 years versus five years of grime is, uh, can make a, a heck of a difference there. I guarantee they look a lot better than you found them. And once again, we're here inside of Trash Chatter Season 3 with R.J. Miller, his company Supreme Bins out of southern New Jersey, talking a little bit about his dumpster experience. And now, R.J., for you, when you got into this business, it was just you, yourself, getting started. But as you developed, you were, you were approached by investors. What was that like? What was your take when they kind of gave their feedback on your business? And ultimately, what was your final decision? So in the beginning, um, my first year, I had two different people. I didn't really know them. Um, They're interested in, in coming aboard or, um, you know, they wanted to kind of be a part of it. Um, at that point, um, you know, I entertained it. Uh, obviously, it was new to me. And, you know, having working capital um, is huge. Um, you know, kind of just paying all the bills as the money comes in, um, not obviously taking a profit or anything like that. So it was hard and I considered it. Um, but that particular situation just wasn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't see fit for me. Um, I didn't want to give up anything that I put into it. Um, not even, not even 1%. Um, I just knew the amount of, um, hard work that I continued to put in. And if I did continue that, this is, you know, the sky's the limit and there is no rush to take over the world, uh, take over the state. I, I'm not interested in taking over the state. Um, I do want to expand. I'd like to have about three or four trucks, but I think it's, uh, it's patience um, and just letting the right situation come. So I actually reached out to a couple of business uh, people that I know that I'm pretty close with. And you know, we talked, um, we discussed some numbers, we discussed, uh, you know, the terms and what they were looking for exactly what I was looking for. And it, it just wasn't right, the right situation. So, um, for now, I'm just going to continue to grind and continue to do what I do best. And that's just put all my, all my work into, uh, the business here. Well, I think all of your effort has been well rewarded. Um, and just looking you up on Google, you have over a hundred five-star reviews for you. How important is that to make sure that the customer is satisfied and how do you take the time to make sure you know that they are taken care of and to let them know that you're appreciative of them and spending their money on your service? So I'm going to say communication is, is one of my strongest points with my customers. Um, I communicate with them, you know, before their service, after their service, um, around the holiday times, I'm just always communicating. They know me by name. Um, and it's not just because they see me on a route or, um, they just, I talk on them on the phone. It's not just through text and that's not every single customer. That's just a lot. Um, people, anyone who calls me, you know, I, I try to establish some sort of relationship other than just 
here's the service, um, you know, thank you for your payment. Um, I feel like it's important to have communication and kind of be able to relatable to them. People like to feel like they are spending their money, um, not so much wisely, but they, they want it to go to good use. They want to feel like they're getting something out of it. And um, a set aside from, you know, the, the great service that we provide, um, we take it up another step. And I know a lot of people in the industry as well, they will return the bins to their location. Um, you know, at the top of the driveway, side of the house. It's just the extra step. Um, it makes one less thing they have to do when they get home or remind their kids to do it or their husband or the wife. Um, so not only do we let them know that, you know, the service has been completed, um, but we also return it to their driveway or the side of the house and we let them know that. And um, they are they are very appreciative of that. We're definitely in a service-based industry and I can speak from our experience people appreciate when you go that extra step. And I think just seeing that you have all five star reviews, that's a testament to the kind of care you give to your service. So when people put up on forums, oh, should I dry the bin or should I return it? I think it's well worth it to to go the extra step. So for you, RJ, obviously customer service is important. Getting started with the business during COVID was a challenge. What have you learned in your first two years, almost two years, it'll be two years this summer that you're in business about business as a whole and the trash bin cleaning industry. So the one thing I didn't know about in the beginning was all the, you know, Facebook forms um, and the groups. Um, I had to create a Facebook when I started this business. Um, I didn't have one. I just had the, you know, the Instagram. Um, I don't even think I had a TikTok. Um, so, you know, creating a Facebook and, and trying to figure it out. I mean, I used to have one back in the day, but I, you know, I, I deleted it and um, so starting a new one and then, you know, seeing so much change go on with Facebook, it was like, wow, I got to learn how to use this. So, you know, it was another learning curve or another learning tool that I needed to, uh, to master there. Um, but there's a ton of information out there on these groups, a ton of great people that are willing to help um, for free. Um, there's a lot of people who also want to charge you for some knowledge. Like, um, I don't really agree with that. Um, but you know, people always want to make some money in any way they can. And I understand, but if someone's really trying to start their own business and, you know, they want as much knowledge as possible, the group forms are, are a great tool to use. Um, and then just, uh, reaching out to, you know, yourself, your dad, John Conway, um, ton of knowledge. Uh, I'm very grateful for the amount of knowledge that he has and he's willing to share and give and willing to help people succeed. Um, it's not often you find someone that genuine that wants to help. So that, that spoke volumes with me. Um, you have to have patience as well. Um, you really need to have patience with this. It's not something that you're going to, you know, get rich overnight. And I know that gets bounced around a lot, but you know, some people really think, oh, well, this could be my thing. Um, maybe it will, you know, every situation is different. Every scenario is different, but to have that kind of mindset in the beginning is, um, I don't think is a realistic one. Um, you can definitely make some good money, great money, but it, it's consistency. I look over to, you know, the, the long haul, I'm not going anywhere. This is, uh, this is what I want to do. Um, just the branding and the marketing is very important as well. Um, I think your colors, the way you brand it, your marketing, it speaks volumes, you know, it's gotta be eye catching. People want to notice it. People, they don't, you know, they don't forget my colors. They don't forget my name. 
Um, they, you know, I see random people in target, um, and they tell me all the time, like, you know, if I'm wearing a a shirt or a hoodie, they want to ask more information because they see the truck everywhere. Um, so, and they, they didn't even know this kind of business existed. So, and luckily I always carry cards with me. So, you know, I, uh, give a card out to a potential customer. So, um, I think, you know, having patience, branding and marketing, and then doing the research online are very, uh, useful tools. I remember when you were moving forward, you took your time with the decision, which is something we tell a lot of people to do, because this isn't just a $5,000 investment. And hey, if it works great, it's, it's a big investment. And it takes time to grow, like you mentioned. And I remember one of the things you said to me when you were picking out the colors, you're like, I want this to pop. So you picked a hot pink hopper, which I know no one misses. And then you got your truck wrapped as well. You got an awesome video too on your website. I think you were trying to get some inspiration from the Miami heat, right? With the colors popping and kind of blending like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's kind of Miami heat. Um, I'm not even a Miami heat fan, but their colors, you know, watching them play, <laughs> uh, they had their vice jerseys, which is, you know, the, the hot pink and the blue and a little bit of purple. And I was like, that's eye catching. You're targeting the females and the males. Um, you know, I, I felt at the time more women were going to be interested in the service. Um, but doing some, you know, some, research and things like uh, statistics that I had on, on my ads, um, it was almost 50-50 and I was really shocked, but um, there are a lot of guys that enjoy the service. Um, so I was I was taken back by it, but also felt, you know, like I could relate or talk to them more and, and they would be willing to, um, you know, share the service. So word of mouth has been uh, tremendous for me. Um, like I said, I communicate with my customers. I try to be relatable. Um, and that goes a long way because people are willing to help, you know, a new startup, a new business, um, a family guy, um, you know, that they see my kids playing sports with their kids. Um, so, you know, word of mouth has, has done very good for me in the business. Um, you know, and my other thing would probably be, uh, Facebook ads, um, and then, you know, going to different conventions or, you know, pop-ups shows around towns, uh, events just got to get out there. You got to stay out there. You got to get out there. Definitely. People visualizing and getting to see the trailer or your truck in action makes a big difference for people. So before we let you go, RJ, wanted to ask you, what are your goals for Supreme Bins in the next five to 10 years? So we're working on a couple city contracts. Um, they're tough. Um, you know, it's, it's government and they take their time. Um, but we're definitely going to have some city contracts, a large commercial, uh, contracts coming in the, in the next couple of years, I see us having around four to five trucks. Um, I don't want to be much bigger than that. You're talking over, you know, almost, you know, three quarters million dollars in, in equipment. Um, so, you know, if, listen, if the revenue is, you know, double that at least, you know, that'd be one thing. But like I said, it's, uh, it takes time to scale that. Um, but the city contracts is something that we're, we're excited um, we know it will happen. It just takes time and you have to be consistent. Um, just cause you get one, no, doesn't mean that's, you know, that's the final answer. So that's kind of, uh, it's kind of my mentality and, um, I've been turned down a lot, but things are looking good in the future. So I'm excited about that. Also should note that RJ has a single bin trailer. He also has an SB4 PTO on order, hoping to get it to him this spring slash summer. So he can continue expanding um, for you, RJ. 
I know how much effort you put into it. I know how much you care about the industry. So it's always a pleasure getting to speak with you. And it's awesome to see guys like you find success as well. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely appreciate your knowledge that you've given to me, um, you know, before we started and, and even along the way, different questions. Um, it is definitely something very new and I feel like is uh, starting to become more of like a regular household service. And um, I'm excited for that because you're going to see a lot more growth um, from all companies across the states. It's just, uh, I think it's a tremendous industry. I mean, I talk to several people all the time and they're just like, man, that is, that is really cool. Um, almost like they wish they got into it. And, you know, obviously not that it's too late, but you're going to compete with a lot of people who are already established. So it's, uh, it's fun. I'm enjoying the ride and I'm looking forward to, you know, what's coming this, uh, this summer. Once again, RJ Miller from Southern New Jersey, Supreme Bins, the name of his company. RJ, thank you for making some time today to join us today on Trash Chatter. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. And once again, you can check out Trash Chatter on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. We release two episodes a month. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye.